0: in the world right now the ideology is me 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 be true to yourself live the identity that you feel truest in your heart uh and there's a lot of uh, just self
1: hey everyone my name is kelvin and welcome back to another episode of elevate retake today on the podcast First, I want to mention we have a very special guest. Who could that guest be?
2: Well, I am Raul, and I'm Kelvin's dad. <laughs> hey, yeah. Kelvin's dad.
1: Hey, Kelvin's dad. We had a fantastic conversation today on the podcast about the message called When You Give. It's the latest message from our series, Righteousness by Heart. It was part two, and it was fantastic. We, we talked about giving in, in a variety of different ways and kind of what that looks like uh, today and maybe how you can apply that tomorrow or whenever you listen To the podcast.
0: I'm excited for the conversation. I think we we just gotta, we gotta dive in and go because we go places.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. we absolutely do when we sit here in the studio and we are the brand new studio. So yes, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's It's awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to dive into this right now. Mr. Del Valle, I don't know how to refer to you here. Dad, (laughs) Raul, we'll just go with dad, I guess, for the episode. Dad is fine. Um... Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you had a uh, a hand in the building of this studio, right? Yes. Uh, yep. To a certain extent? A little bit, yeah. Yep. Put some of the couches and stuff together. So uh, glad that we're here. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot like we do all of our guests. We ask a question to all of our guests when they come in. And uh, the question is, before we get straight into the message here, um, what makes you who you are?
2: Wow. You're well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it um that's that's a good question, but I think it um it it depends at what sta- stage of my life I was, okay? So, okay. and, I'm, and I'm letting you know this because I've been through f- quite a few stages <laughs> during my life. Okay. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> Let's just say
1: today. Today, what would you say? Well, what, what makes you who you
2: are? No, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to get there. But um, during the past 26, 27 years, obviously, my a close relationship to God. And notice that I just said I had a close relationship with God um a lot of us have relationships with god and that's awesome but what makes me now um in the past 26 27 years is my close relationship with god
1: i can attest to that <laughs> because uh obviously life is, has its up and downs and as a family from the relationship that my parents have with god to myself as a family we've seen god working so yeah Big and I time.
2: also also think, you know, your your life experience, how long, you know, how old are you and how long have you lived and how many things have you gone through? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you put that together with uh, with God and uh, wow, you, you get a lot. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of benefits from that. Yeah, so it's
0: true. It's true.
1: Michael, I'm going to put you on the spot, too. Maybe people haven't heard the last couple of times that we've asked this question. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you have a different answer. Maybe something has changed. I don't know. Michael, what makes you who you are?
0: Knowing Jesus better Hmm. and allowing that experience with Jesus to transform my life on all points of the compass.
2: Hmm. That's awesome.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. That was pretty good for being on the spot. Thank you. Yep. Well,
0: can I can I can I illustrate it? <laughs> no, please do. So um, I've been in the probably past I don't know year or so frustrated with my physical wellness. I've not been eating well. I've been exercising. It's been a stressful job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I people think I'm oh, like oh pastor, he just preaches and like is on the <laughs> podcast and <I'm> like well, <laughs> there's a lot more that goes into it. But uh, just in the season of life, my wife and I are hasn't uh, really allowed for. Uh, well, I'll, uh, yeah, it's an excuse, but hasn't really allowed for good exercise, good eating habits. I mean, you know, we are what we eat, so we gotta, gotta make those good decisions. But, uh, a friend of mine, uh, this past month challenged me for this coming month, um, to a running challenge. So my goal for November is running 40 miles in 30 days Mm. and to do 10 miles a week. So there's a weekly goal of 10, 10 miles a week, and then forty miles in the month of November. And uh, this is November one at the date of recording this episode. And I ran two miles this morning, awesome. so woke up right. early, had devotional time with Jesus, uh, and <laughs> uh, allowing Him to transform me in all areas of the compass. And so, like, I, I feel that that's part of it. Somebody be like, "How is running a spiritual discipline?" Well. Listening to some worship music this morning and praying as I was jogging through my neighborhood, mm-hmm. there's no better place to oh, be. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was good. It was yep. nourishing. So that's that's that.
1: If you ever need a running buddy, yeah, the person sitting on that couch next to you. I was going to say. <laughs> okay. You run? That's the way I do. Yeah, I try pretty to. Pretty much every day. About nice.
2: three, three times a week. And then I bike about, I don't know, twice a week.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to go running sometime. We'll we'll do that
2: <laughs> when I get up enough like stamina that I could like run and talk. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> there. There you go.
1: Power the walk it for a little bit. Chat, yeah, right. chat, chat go. and then take off. Go.
2: But I'm with you, Michael, because when I run, I in my mind just um, you know I'm just thinking about all, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. God is one of those. And it, I, I, I just go back to things that have happened during the week, the day before, you know, that day. And uh, it gives me, it relaxes me and it gives me a, a chance to be, you know, to, to uh, tune up to God and what he has to say to me. And yeah. know, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: All right. Well, let's get to the message. Um...
0: Can I say I'm excited about this? In some ways, I feel like I'm holding a candle in this room for you both because you've told me that you guys have talked about messages like you'll listen to him and then talk about him. Uh, oh yeah, so we I f- do. I feel like this is kind of like pulling back the the curtain, the curtain. a little bit, oh, okay. in, into your talk. So I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, oh, w- we have cool. we we sometimes at the dinner table or yeah when we're eating lunch on Sabbath or whatever. Yeah, we'll sit and watch the message. Okay, as you we do. eat, or I'll show it to my dad afterwards, and my nice. mom will be there. And so, this is a what a what a conversation between both of us will look like, plus the speaker. So, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll just I'll just hold the candle for you guys.
2: <laughs>
1: well, you do have the light coming behind you, so that works out. Um, all right, so part two, series, Righteousness by Heart. Mm-hmm. We kind of unpacked that a couple of weeks ago with our guests. This is the first episode, really big one here in our new studio. Yep. And so that one was recorded a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the message was entitled, When You Give. Mm-hmm. And it's based off of Matthew chapter six, verses one through four, is kind of the bulk of it. And it was interesting as I opened up my Bible. You know how I guess in most Bibles, the uh, the translators or whoever does it will have a little like subtitle yeah. to what that yeah, is. Yeah. And so uh, in this version that I was looking it up at, it uh, it said the subtitle of that chapter says "Do good to please God." Huh. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and so I, I want to start off with a very very basic conver- or question but i think it will set the tone for the conversation what stops us as human beings to give the right way or to just give in general
2: you know i i was reading Ma- uh, matthew chapter 6 the first four verses and and i'm like asking myself what was going on at that time with the people of israel because mm-hmm. it seems like adulation self uh, recognition that 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 was the thing that, that 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 was the most common going on that you know at that at that time um you can't do anything without you know just getting out there and and hitting your chest uh, showboating. Looking, yeah, yeah. show boating and all that uh and and it seems like uh, that was part of the culture back then um obviously um i don't know where god was in, in those people's lives um uh, you know, I don't think that uh, they were too, they were, I mean, they boasted about being very religious people, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't, I mean, the it, it didn't show in their lifestyle, you know?
0: And I th- I think that, the, I like that question of what stops us, you know, often, often uh, a lot of times you talk about the positives, like mm-hmm. what keeps us going, like what stops mm-hmm. us? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's a fear of, there's not going to be enough for me.
1: Oh, mm. uh, Okay. So if I give, mm-hmm. and just keep on giving, mm-hmm. then what am I left with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
2: You know I've been there, and um, honestly, when I give, that thought goes through my mind. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think about the times that I've given, and uh, it, you know, being human, you you're always thinking about stuff like that. But I have to be honest with myself because God is is watching. He's he's listening to me. He's never failed us, mm. never failed yep. me, yep. and uh, making that decision to give more and do it—it—it th- it, it sometimes, you know, it kind of rattles me a little bit, but i, I still do it because, come on, Raúl, the last time that you gave or whatever, you—I've always been there for you and your and your family. So he's never failed me, mm-hmm. and and that helps me continue to do, to to give.
1: When you think of that word giving or the phrase of us giving, is there more to giving than just a actual physical thing? Are there more things that we can give to people aside from here's 20 bucks because you need it?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think about uh, when we were building the studio, you both came in and, or Kevin, you told me like, hey, can we help? Mm. What can we do? Mm. Uh, and you gave of a Sunday morning to build the furniture that we're sitting on and the bookshelf that's in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a non money, um, gift. Mm. We spent time, we spent relational time. Uh, we spent th- the actual time that it took to, to, to build this stuff. Um, and it's still holding up.
1: That's right. We working. haven't fallen on the ground yet, so we did a good job. Yeah. So yeah. I think
0: that's, that's one big way is, uh, is giving of time, uh, and, uh, there's a, a lot a lot of resource that we have in time
2: well i think that um uh, the other side of this to me is what you feel after you've given mm-hmm. that's an awesome feeling mm-hmm. because especially if you're helping someone else mm-hmm. you know if someone if you're um, um if you're yeah if you're giving someone else uh, some help some money food clothing shelter or whatever that feeling of seeing someone being so grateful for, because you did that, that to me makes, makes the whole thing, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Well, scripture says it's more blessed to give than to receive.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm more
0: excited to, uh, to see the look on my wife's face when she's opening up her Christmas presents mm-hmm. than I am to receive gifts from the entire family sure. or right. the gifts that I give to whatever. I'm more excited to be like, I can't wait to see yeah. your expression. Yeah. Right. And that is so much more fulfilling than even receiving gifts myself.
1: In the first verse, I I thought it was very interesting how Jesus starts out this conversation. Um, And he he says to—I'll read the verse. It says, watch out. I'm reading from the New Living. Mm -hmm. Do not do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. And I read that, and I was like, boy, that's one way to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, That seems— not maybe harsh, but it seems like Jesus really wants to drive how, like, important this is. Um, And I also thought the basis to me is Jesus not talking about selfishness by talking about giving. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask, why do you feel—and maybe, Dad, you touched on it a little earlier— why was this so important to Jesus that he had to kick off that conversation with what seemed like a a big punishment not not punishment but a big like consequence mm-hmm. what What was this this action of us giving the correct way? Why did this burden Jesus so much to come out and say it like this?
2: I think that um the people that he was talking about that he was referring to right then and there they had forgotten that they could not give anything that they haven't been given to before. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything and everything we are, we do, we say, what we have, it's been given to us yeah. by God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? So um, they were so um, um, intense in, in uh, into um, showing off, and look what I have, and look what I'm doing, uh, that they've forgotten that God gave them life to begin with. Yeah you know, and provide it for them. And that's all God wants from us, I think, you know, to be thankful, to be, uh, to, to worship him as, as the giver of life and, and everything else that you get. But, uh, they, I don't know, they, they didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: a little bit behind the scenes on the sermon series and this, this message. Um, I plotted out the, It's about a month ago now that I plotted out all the or month and a half, the where we were headed, and uh, looking at this particular section, uh, verse one points out, like, don't practice your righteousness before others, you'll mm-hmm. hmm. lose your reward in heaven. And then Jesus gives three case studies about how that breaks down. So He uses the giving as one, prayer is the next that we'll look at next week, and then fasting. And as I was studying for it this week, I was like, Whoa, hold on, did I just pigeonhole myself into messages that, like, here's you know, we're, we're looking at each individual case study, but there's like an even bigger thing that Jesus is using these to illustrate the even bigger point of practicing righteousness before others. So I wrestled with that um, and ultimately came down like, no, these are important enough that we need to spend time of how each of these uh, play out mm-hmm. uh, and not kind of take them as a chunk as I did the the previous ones of, of when you heard. Uh, but I think that's significant uh, in how important Jesus uh, makes the point that our righteous deeds are not for self-glorification. Mm-hmm. And when our righteous deeds are done for self-glorifications, we're prostituting the righteousness that God has given us, mm-hmm. using it for a nefarious purpose, and that we're repositioning the gifts that God has given us and turning all the glory back to us. And he says, this is for my glory. Mm-hmm. And that's why I began the message connecting it back to um, you are the light of the world. Let your good deeds shine out before men, so that they will
2: glorify your Father. In That's right. There you go. That I mean, that that hits it right there in the middle. Because um, the people of Israel were called to represent God, to show other people what God is like, mm-hmm. and to show it not only by saying it or preaching it, but by living it. You mm-hmm. know. And so I, you know, when I was reading these verses, I'm I'm thinking these people must have been. Uh, uh, very insecure about themselves, you know, where mm-hmm. they have to boast and let people, you know, mm-hmm. watch me, watch me. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know, uh, <laughs> just just go over the 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 first forty years where Moses was out there guiding the people of Israel from Egypt to to the Promised Land. And everything that God did for them, mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, that should have made an impact, uh, an impression on the people of Israel that, that would have never forgotten about it. But yeah. it seems like uh, it didn't really matter. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. I was I, I went to uh, watch The Promise in Glen Rose ah, uh, on what's Saturday that? Saturday night. The Promise is a fantastic boy. Well, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a fantastic theatrical production. Mm -hmm. on the life of jesus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, it's in glen rose it's you can't even see it from the road it's fantastic just kind of how it's hidden back there it's really cool and uh it's it's music and actors and camels and i mean they do the whole (laughs) like the whole thing right yeah they even told us the name of the camel is moses and apparently he was very grumpy yesterday or two days ago and he was just not having it. So they said, if the camel doesn't look excited, it's why. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> it was great, though. Um, and it's interesting because I like these theatrical performances sometimes because we read the Bible, or maybe even a movie doesn't even do it justice. But if mm-hmm. we can see it like actually human beings acting this out, mm-hmm. it kind of hits you a little different. Mm-hmm. And so there's a scene that kind of, you know, with due to time, they could do all of Jesus' life, obviously. But there's a scene where Jesus performs like eight or nine miracles at the same time. And yeah. the Pharisees are are in the background uh-huh. watching what's going on. And they start to criticize Jesus. Mm. And Jesus comes up to them and basically combines what both of you just said, very short. And he says, you guys do everything so that other people can look at you. You don't do anything to glorify God or something along mm-hmm, those lines. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting that I listened to your message sabbath afternoon that evening yeah and then i that night i go see this and it just kind of like played right there like man these these people were so especially i am assuming the 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 pharisees were so worried about well man i i I gotta make sure that if i do something great there's got to be a crowd here so that they can see Mm -hmm. that i'm doing like good stuff right Yeah. yeah yeah um and so i can understand now why jesus takes such a big importance as to this aspect of giving Is there a particular Jesus moment of giving something or uh, maybe a healing because that's giving as well Is there a specific Jesus moment when it comes to giving? That, that you like the best or that stands out to you?
2: I like the fact that, uh, you know, and not too many times it happened in the Bible when Jesus was here, but he gave, he resurrected people. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So he gave life to, you know, the... Lazar Lazarus, uh-huh. uh the, mm-hmm. the the little the girl that had died and yep. um given life it's, it's something else. I mean <laughs> what yeah. else would you appreciate more than than, than life, Definitely. you know, especially if you if you die, you know. That's true. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I don't know. I've never experienced death. So yeah, after, yeah right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can postulate. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like the, uh, where the feeding of the 4,000 is feeding the 5,000. That oh, was very tangible. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I love that particularly how John describes it, uh, in John chapter six, where the disciples are kind of freaking out. They're mm-hmm. like, Jesus it's time to send everybody home. Cause they, they, they need to eat. And he's like, well, you guys feed them. And they're like, It would take us 50 years worth of salary to feed Uh all these people. What are you talking about? He's like, what are you going to do? And Andrew comes up and he says, I found five loaves and two fish. This boy's brought them. And Jesus basically says, that'll do. Yeah. Takes it, blesses it, gives it to, to, to his disciples. And the disciples are found going back and forth between Jesus and the people giving bread to the people. And I think that perfectly illustrates the the concept of giving benevolence and abundance that God wants us to live. Mm. That we are going to God for that blessing and sharing it with others. And there's always going to be enough. And he showed his disciples that there was because there was ultimately 12 baskets full that were left over at the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. That I, And I wonder if they were snacking on the way or if Jesus told them the way. I don't know. But I can imagine as Jesus is breaking the bread, the disciples are like, well, is there going to be enough for us? Right. Mm. Is there going to be enough for us? Yeah. And I, I, I'm spending a lot of time giving a lot of people food, Jesus. Is there going to be enough for me? And there was more than enough for them.
1: Yeah, that's right. And if you notice, Jesus never, he was always pointing everything he did to the Father. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. in his miracles, a lot of times when he would pull people aside to do the miracle, he would tell them, okay, now don't tell anybody about this and yeah. just go on your way. Yeah. Right, he was never looking for that adulation and and praise. He said, no, "No, this was all done because the Father, yeah, was able to do this for you." Right, he was he was never doing this. You know, if 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 the crowd happened to be there, he was performing miracles. But there's instances, specific ones, and those are my favorite ones. When he takes people aside, does the miracle, gives them what they need, physically and spiritually, and says, "Okay, now go." Mm-hmm. Just don't say do anything about it. Just mm-hmm. It was God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I uh, I heard this, I'd say maybe four or five months ago, and it's stuck with me ever since, and it's going to lead to um, our penultimate, is that the right word? Penultimate question? Whatever. Last couple of questions okay. here. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Right. I, put, I could have phrased that better. The, the one before the last? The one before the last. Shane, do your work there. <laughs> um, we'll see if he does. But uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna name any names. Um, but there's a very big and very famous, famous, famous pastor all over the world um, that is based here in Texas. That's Why are you as, telling stories about me? That's as much as <laughs> <laughs> well. You, you may not want to after I finish the story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but he uh, anyway, he was preaching, very big church here in Texas. And I ran across this on Twitter, and it, it blew my mind. He was on stage, and he said uh, and and you know I could give you the the full quote, and I just don't have it with me, but essentially he said, "You know, um, God would rather you live a happy life than to live under his laws and not be happy, which was interesting. hmm." And I said, okay, so let me finish watching the video. Mm -hmm. So he kept on going, and he says, well, you see, give and do good because it makes you feel happy, not because God tells you to. And that blew—it just blew me away. Mm. Uh, And he was like, yeah, God would rather you be happy in your life and you be content with what you're doing than to follow him and not be content because you can't do certain things because, whatever, you're a Christian or something like that. Anyway— it was extremely confusing and it it was so weird to me because man everything that we do here on earth to me is it should be for the glory of God. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like everything we do. Yeah. Not to make me happy, Kelvin, or to make my dad happy or my mom, everything that we do should be to give God glory because guess what? He gave every single thing for me and you, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. I wanted to ask this question. This it, It's the prosperity message of just you being happy and you mm-hmm. being content that is being blasted from all angles now mm-hmm. all over the world. If you just turn on some TV or YouTube video of some pastor, that's all they're preaching. Just be happy and give. And and, and as, you, as long as you're happy, you're fine. So I wanted to throw the question out. Obviously, we have a very... More experienced and aged gentleman in the room. Who are, gonna, who
2: are you talking I'm about? I'm not going to call him out like that. <clears throat> but uh, um, you pointed at it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they, they can't. They don't know that. They're
1: they're just listening. Busted. Um, <laughs> how does society really kill this topic for us? In your eyes, how, how does the world we live in currently, if someone's listening and wants to know, how, how does society stop us from or put roadblocks in our way of giving the correct way?
0: In the world right now, the ideology is me, me, me.
1: Yeah.
0: Be true to yourself. Live the identity that you feel truest in your heart. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, just self-focus, you Mm -hmm. know, and social media has done that to us. Mm -hmm. You can curate the image that you want to portray. That's right. A couple of and you're good. Exactly. Exactly. And we we buy into that, Uh, sometimes willingly and other times not so much uh but it it can be so tempting to to live that out on a daily basis and be like me, 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 me looking out for me. But the antithesis to that is who's who's benefiting from your giving. Mm-hmm. And I'm blown away by this pastor guy who's just saying that like, has he read Matthew chapter six? <laughs> <laughs> Because Matthew chapter 6 says literally the opposite, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the antithesis of that. Correct. <laughs> uh, and as we give, if we're not doing it to honor God, then what's even the point of giving? Mm-hmm. Right? If it's all about me, then so what? Let me take for myself. Uh, and that's the the ideology that we fight against today. And I think um, there's a lot of, of kind of modern commentators and people that, that are looking at the world the next world war is not going to be um, with, with tanks and a battlefield and like World War I kind of style. It's a war of words. It's a war of ideologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's being even now played out on the internet and in uh-huh. how we interact with one another. And so the ideology of God first and other first versus me first mm-hmm. and
2: mine, um, that's, that's what's pitted together uh, or pitted against each other right now. Yeah. Can we say that the more we think about ourselves, the less we're thinking about God? hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so the more I concentrate on myself and what I do, what I did, <clears throat> what people think about me, uh, the further away I'm, I'm, I'm walking from God, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. again, that goes evil and good. And so we need to be careful.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Elevate Retake. I hope you gained a better understanding, a better feeling of what it is to give and how Jesus was telling us how to do it. Michael, tell me your favorite part. Tease something really quick. I think it was just
0: the ending where we finished off. With like, How do we practically apply this in the concept of making one decision that places somebody else's needs before mine? I think that is transformation
1: you can connect with us through Instagram and the link in the description as well. And leave us a voice message on our anchor app. Something very cool that we have now incorporated that Spotify does great is that uh, Spotify actually just lets you type in a message and we can get those responses to our engage question. So you'll find it there. You can find all the links in the description and that's a great way to get in contact with us because we can even talk about your responses or the voice messages that you send right here on the podcast so make sure and do that the link is in the description above all else we're always seeking to build a thoughtful community through podcasting and we are so grateful that you are here if you liked what you heard today or maybe challenged you or changed you we'd love for you to share this with a family member or a friend whoever it may be my name is kelvin and we'll catch you next time on elevate retake